The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Serie Chronicles is a Maya Chronicles production. <laughs> and welcome to a little um, bonus section we've got here with Adriana Del Monte, our man on the ground in Qatar. So excited um, that you were able to carve out some time for us, Adriana, because I know you've been flat out. Um, how has your World Cup been so far? Thank you as always, Nikki. It's been wonderful time out here. Really enjoyed it. For me personally, this is sort of where my TV career began in Qatar with being sports and I'm actually here on the ground working with them. I've really enjoyed it from, from a tournament perspective, obviously very unique in the fact that we've had, you know, eight stadiums within 40, 45 minutes drive of each other. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, there have been some days where I've had multiple games in a day, which has been extremely busy and it has been a tiring month, but no, certainly enjoying it. And the football, I think, uh, I think everyone can agree. The football has been magnificent, some shocks, some surprises, so many wonderful stories and for remain, anything can still happen. Anyone can still win. So it's been a lot of fun and, and a great thrill. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard not to go straight to what feels like one of the iconic football moments that's happened to this tournament. I think you're right, there's been a few, but one of the sort of perhaps, I think, ones that's going to endure because it might be his last ever game at a World Cup was Ronaldo leaving mm. at the end of Portugal against Morocco. Extraordinary win for Morocco, which we'll, we'll talk about. But you happened to be right there in the tunnel when Ronaldo exited. I know your video on Twitter has already had millions of likes or, or at least views. And and I, I just... Would love to hear about that moment, Adriana. You know, you're watching one of the greatest footballers of all time walk out of his his last ever. Well, could not be, but could be his last ever World Cup game. Could you could you tell us about that? Look, it was a moment that happened very very quickly. Working in working in TV, I'm I'm pitch side doing crosses pre match, halftime, post match. It's flash interviews. We call them immediately in the tunnel when the players come out. So 
I unfortunately, I missed the last two, three minutes of the match because I was making my way from my seat in the stadium to my position in in the flash area. And my position happened to be right there near where the players were, were returning to the dressing room. And, and obviously, I, I was just having a look at my phone as to what was happening live on the pitch. And I, I saw that Ronaldo was making his way off. And before I knew it, Ronaldo was, was coming down the tunnel. And it was a moment that it was very sad. I don't think I've ever been sadder for an individual in a sporting sense that I've ever seen live in my life. And I guess when I, when I saw it, as you do, I, I just started filming, I posted. And I think it was, wasn't until I really got home that evening, obviously we, we finished the interviews, interviewed the Moroccan players. They were ecstatic. The Portuguese players were devastated. But then once I got home and really reflected on not the fact that the video had gone viral, nothing along those lines, but the fact of what I had witnessed in the flesh and that, yes, as you touched on, it could be the – well, it certainly will be one of the, if not the iconic moments of this World Cup. It was a very special to have witnessed live, but, again, it was very sad to see someone, irrespective of what you feel about the individual, the player, someone who has dedicated his heart and soul to this game and has performed at the level that he has performed for the best part of two decades and for it to end like that against a very special Morocco side, it was yeah, it was truly a unique experience. I think something that I'll – a sadder experience that I'll cherish uh, for a long time and just happen to be in the right place at the right time. But incredible scenes. Morocco have been one of the best supported teams here in Qatar throughout the tournament. Couldn't be any happier for them. And they've got full confidence they can go the distance. So a remarkable evening of football. It's why we love FIFA World Cups. Yeah, I, I think that um – I, well, I don't know if it's interesting to people or not. I, I think it's interesting that um, the way the, the the media part of things works sometimes that people maybe don't see. You know, I, I'm certainly familiar with what you're talking about there. That thing of right, if you want to get down for your flash interviews, you've got to leave before the end of a game. They give you an announcement in the press box, say right, this is the time to go, and you've got to sprint down there and you miss things. And then the the awkwardness of of the media mix up. This is the the situation in which journalists are sort of permitted to talk to to footballers after games, often is exactly like this. Players walk past and you're trying to get them to come and talk to you. And I'm sure probably there were people shouting for Ronaldo even in, in that tunnel right then. Or maybe there weren't out of respect for the, the moment he was clearly going through. But there's something so powerful about those moments. I think when you see professional athletes up close, they radiate something a lot of the time because they are such extraordinarily healthy and well people to mm -hmm. achieve what they do that, that standing next to them, they can sort of seem taller sort of just different to the rest of us sometimes but then those moments when it's gone wrong that the, the crumpling of someone like Ronaldo who seems superhuman the Correct. the vulnerability is is something so different I think to anything else that we see exactly and, and superhuman is the word I was going to use look one I guess a technique that I liked well, it's just how I am as an individual but when I interview players in a very normal manner. Obviously, elimination from a FIFA World Cup quarterfinal, it's very different to your typical game. But I always try and just bring that very normalized approach to my interviews and discussions with players. I don't like to try and make them feel like they're bigger or better. I just like to bring them back down to earth and keep it very casual, allow them to share with me whatever they wish to. In this case, obviously, as I touched on the elimination, devastation, you see these players as human beings. Mm. And for Cristiano Ronaldo, for, for all of the fame, for all of the wealth and all of that, he's just another individual. He's a 37-year-old young man who's committed, determined to be the best he can be. And he was just 
devastated. There was the emotion coming out. Obviously, we know that he was benched for those last two games from the first minute. There would have been a bit of anger and mixed emotions inside. And again, uh, that's why I touched on it. it was one of the, if not the saddest moment I've ever seen in a sporting sense, someone who you admire, you certainly respect for everything he's achieved, but bringing it back down just to the human level, this is a, a normal individual who's enduring a very difficult time on and off the pitch. We know that uh, this year and over the last couple of years, actually. So I certainly felt for him and look, obviously now he's got an uncertain future going forward, but it really pained me to see that live uh, and yeah, look, I'm I'm sorry for him, but on the flip side, Morocco, as I touched on, mm-hmm. it is and it was absolutely unbelievable to be there. It was an absolute privilege to cover that match pitch side because what Morocco are doing are creating history in their own right. And the fact they've gone through the teams they've gone through, maintain that compactness and just how strong they are defensively, irrespective of who's there or not, it has been wonderful to watch. And for me, that, that has been the story of the tournament so far. Yeah, probably got a, a few less views, but you also had a video of Bono walking down the tunnel with, with I think, his son hand in hand. And it, it strikes me from from where I'm watching from from England that one of the things that's really sort of been very vivid with this Morocco team is is the involvement of their families. Like we've seen mums, we've seen, we've seen kids, we've seen that sort of side of things. And, you know, Mm. I I think that stuff's so important. I think people really underestimate how much being away for a month, playing in a football tournament, a a big tournament like this, how important it is to get the balance right with, with your, your relationships and and having your family members around. And it it strikes Mm. me as really different with this Morocco team. The only comparison I can come up with, and I I said it on the pod before, I think was, um, Balotelli's moment with his mum after scoring against Germany at the Euros but it feels like after every game it's like that do you get something with this Morocco team about the way they're they're running things that feels different well definitely it does have that family feel about it I've been fortunate to cover a few of their matches including their opening match of the tournament which was a nil-nil against Croatia now it was exactly the same scenes there post-match obviously once the players have done a few interviews and whatnot post-match there were a lot of children out and about there were family members and there was that really friendly feel about the squad obviously with respect Morocco lack some of the really top level star power that Uh, France or even a Portugal have, but there is just that feeling of everyone's involved. They are one unit. They are one squad. And, and yes, that the video I post of Bono with his child, there were many other beautiful moments with other players doing exactly the same thing. And, and it was really nice to see. I actually saw, you may have seen the images, but I actually saw when Bono put his gloves, which are absolutely enormous on his son and the, the son was wearing them. And, and then there were other players coming around holding his child. And it was just really nice to see. And, and again, it's it's just about bringing it back down to that, that human level. These mm-hmm. are individuals doing something at the top of their game. But like everyone, family support, having loved ones there in your corner can make that difference. And it was it was really post-match Hakim Ziyech was out there, Hakimi, they were all really just together and they were one. And I think it's that level of spirit that, that can really bring out the best in a team. Obviously, if you look at the Morocco list on paper, there's not 26 individuals there playing at top clubs in top leagues. They're, they're all over the place. But as a unit, they've all spoken really fondly about the manager and what he's been able to do in very short time. This is a team who certainly are maximizing their potential and they're doing it with the support of their loved ones. And again, that's, that's another reason why I say it is one of, if not the stories of the tournament to date. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's sort of really interesting listening to Rick Rogoli afterwards talking about his feeling that Arabic coaches aren't given respect, they are given opportunities. And and I, I you know, I, I don't know if you you have a thought on that, but I, what I do think is is sort of really vivid to me is no country has ever won a World Cup coached by a manager from a different country. I think there's only been two that have reached mm-hmm. finals ever managed by a, a manager from a different country. I'm not saying it's impossible. I think, you know, anything can happen, but I I do think there is something about that sort of same sort of thread of, of when you're going to spend a month together, when you're going to go away from home for a month together, when you're going to do this, when there's a real shared understanding of the culture you want to have together, when there's something that you, the, the time you want to spend together and how you, you, you spend it. Hmm. I think that's something really, really um, important in, in the mix that you have to get right. Definitely. And that doesn't mean they're the only ones who've got it right, by the way, because I think, of course, all the teams that, that get deep into these competitions tend to I did want to ask about um, the the goal as well from inside the stadium. I thought it was sort of, in a way, somewhat poetic. Um, and Naziri scored a goal that, to me, reeked of Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, that is yes. that that jump, that sort of being ten feet high. I'm sure it wasn't ten feet high, but you know, he was he was right up there. <laughs> it looked like it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it felt like if if it was written in the stars somehow that that was how that that goal could be the one to end Ronaldo's international run. Mm. That one, it was a moment. Look, in all the Morocco games that I've covered, they've just continually surprised themselves and their fans, it's felt like at times. A lot of Morocco fans in the lead-up to the tournament were very confident that they would do very well. Now, did they think they would go to a semi-final? Probably not. But when that goal went in, there was just a sense of, oh, my God, we're in front again here. And it was obviously, you mentioned the 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 way in which the, the goal was scored, which could all but end Ronaldo's World Cup career with Portugal. It was poetic in a way. But, the again, that, that atmosphere inside the stadium that the fans have provided, yes, when a goal goes in, but throughout the, throughout the 90 minutes, every time they won the ball off Portugal, they were celebrating as if it was a goal. Every time Portugal misplaced the pass. And, and it just had that feel. And they're certainly playing that role. And, and obviously, they will again have that opportunity. They'll outnumber their opponent, their, the opposing fans in the semi-final. They've done so in every single match. You would have heard many commentators and pundits around the world saying, "When Morocco play here, it's as if they're playing in Casablanca because it is so one-sided that they're really having they're playing a part in on the nights." And they they did that there. Can they do it again? We'll see. Just on the coaching point as well, it's actually something we've been debating regularly uh, with the with the network I'm working with here being sports with regards to should that be a rule mm. should as players need to play for their respective countries 
Why doesn't that apply to to managers? I know it's nothing new. It's been a discussion that's been had for a long time, but I, I'm with you there. I certainly think when you look at the cultural side and the level of understanding of of bigger groups from the same country, there, there is something that, that can add if you have a local coach, someone who's from there, understands what it means to be, in this case, a Moroccan mm. or someone from that region. And I certainly think that's why the statistics are the way they are. World Cups are very difficult to win. Getting through tournament football is always very difficult. But having that extra layer of understanding and knowledge about what it means to be someone from that country can certainly, again, bring out the best in in, in a team. And that's what we're seeing here with Morocco. Definitely. Um, I, I do want to talk about the other game as well, that you were at the Brazil-Croatia game, because also an extraordinary game and, and result. Mm. And I, my mind immediately goes with all this sort of talk about um, the, the Morocco fans and, and the atmosphere they've brought. It definitely felt like there were a lot of Brazil fans out there and with very high expectations from what I've seen. So how has, how has that changed yep. since they went out? Look, that was my biggest shock. Watching that one live, yes, Morocco was a surprise against Portugal, but Croatia, and with respect to Croatia, who continue to perform, it, they are an amazing group. But Brazil, it just felt that Brazil were going through. The, the, the whole stadium, yeah, nil-nil. Brazil then went ahead an extra time. It just felt that, it, okay, Neymar scores, equals Pelé's record. This is written in the stars, Brazil going through. It was silent when uh, Marquinhos missed the, the final penalty there. It was absolutely silent. And uh, as such, you, we have now seen a shift in the fandom out and about here in public. Certainly there were a lot of people supporting Brazil, no doubt about that. And all of a sudden, they're gone, that sea of yellow are gone, and it's a very different feel about the streets. And there was a lot of disbelief outside the stadium after that match had finished. Croatia fans, they, they were, well, there were only a few of them there with respect to comparing to how many Brazil fans were in attendance, but the Croatian fans were certainly making their presence felt, but there was just that sense of utter disbelief and shock when, uh, when Brazil were eliminated. But look, I think at the end of the day in that match, they have themselves to blame. They took the lead. They couldn't close it out there against a team who, well, Croatia really, they, they weren't attacking too regularly. They didn't have too many chances on the night. But Croatia do what Croatia do, and they somehow find a way, another penalty shootout triumph. And I give them every chance in the semi final because they did it in 2018. They're a bit older this time around, but they've got quality all over the park, and they're going to be very tough to beat. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.